0: and redefine success. Welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and today is going to be a great day. Today, we are understanding more about why we do what we do why we have enormous goals, and sometimes we just give up on them. Because so often the price is more than the promise. And how can we help ourselves to see that the promise is great enough to warrant the price? So how many times in your life have you had a goal or had a dream and tried to pursue it And failed. It's just that old motivation question. And we keep telling ourselves, how do I stay motivated? How do other people do these things and achieve and accomplish these things that I really want for myself? And I keep trying and trying and trying. And the truth is, it is all about weighing the cost versus the outcome, the price and the promise. That's all. That's it. And understanding this very simple algorithm can help you actually achieve things that you really want to achieve, even things that you have longed for for decades and never seem to be able to accomplish. Let's look at some examples from real life. So dental school, for example, that's my experience, has a very low dropout rate Compared to other schools, very few people drop out of dental school in terms of statistics. Why? Because the promise of the outcome is so much greater than the cost. But only in the eyes of the participants, because this is the difference. So... Let me tell you, dental school is not all fun and games. It is hard work. It brings you to your knees. Those of you who have gone through it know exactly what I'm talking about. In fact, words like PTSD and trauma are thrown around quite often, and it is true. Dental school is not a cakewalk. And yet, I just told you, very few people drop out. Because the promise of that certificate of having a degree in dental medicine is so certain. If you can just stick with it for those four years, if you can just put in the time and the effort, you will get the degree. And that value of that degree carries so much weight. So the price of the actions we have to take in order to get there is warranted even if it's really hard, even if it's the worst. (laughs) And trust me, there are some experiences that might say that. I have friends and colleagues who might say that to you. But the outcome is worth it. Now, let's look at that as opposed to something like one of the greatest industries in the United States that makes the most money, the diet industry. And why is that industry so lucrative? Because we keep failing, because the failure rate is so high, because somebody who tries to diet and loses weight has a very high risk of regaining the weight. And why is that? Because the price of the action is not good enough to warrant that action because of the goal and the reward. And you say to me, now, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. I know that if I diet, I will lose weight. If I count my calories... And I will lose some weight. So that seems pretty surefire. That seems pretty reliable and certain. So why is it that some people give up? Well, the reason why is the difference between how we feel about the reward. In other words, it's not just the subjective assessment of what is going on in the situation. It's not just the promise. It's how you feel about the promise. Do you trust the promise? Does that promise matter to you? So I could say to you, if you run every single day for 20 minutes, you'll be able to eventually run a half marathon. And that's true. That's definitely true. If you put in the time and then you start adding up minutes, you will be able to grow your stamina for running and eventually you'll be able to run a half marathon no matter what age you are, if you've never run in your life before. If you follow this prescription of mileage and days put in the work, you will be able to run a half marathon. Fact. Perhaps that doesn't matter to you. You don't need to run a half marathon. So then why would you ever do it? If the value of the promise is not good enough, if it's not aligned with your personal values, you won't do it. With dieting, what ends up happening is we think we have a value attached to the outcome, But when it comes to the action that it takes to put in the work, we start questioning it. So things start coming up along our thought patterns in terms of, well, am I really going to lose weight that quickly? Or do I really want to lose weight? Shouldn't I just change my mindset about my own body habitus the way it is? Or will I really be happy? if I lose weight, because isn't that really why I want to do it? So we begin to question the value of the outcome. And in the meantime, we know the value of the immediate outcome. When I eat this cookie in front of me, I am going to feel different, guaranteed. That outcome might be more important to me in the moment than the outcome of not eating it with the delayed reward. So the difference is how we feel about the outcome. This is the difference between somebody who's able to stick with a diet and somebody who isn't. Somebody who's able to grow a business from scratch and make it enormously profitable and someone who isn't. Because they lose sight of the importance of how you feel about the outcome. That matters. That matters. Just the fact that the outcome is guaranteed is not enough. What matters is how you feel about it. In business, we so often forget to get in touch with our own emotions that we forget the power of them. You can actually do anything you set your mind to. Truth. But it matters how you feel about it. That's going to be exactly the motivation that you need. So you've heard in personal development and self-help books, the whole idea of understanding your why. The reason why your why matters so much is because it has an emotional connection with who you are. It creates a value for you. Another example of this is that classic story of the kids who are trying to get their dad to stop smoking. So they put a note inside the cigarette box or a photograph of themselves or a note that says, daddy, please stop smoking. I want you to live forever so that you can see me get married one day. And that's the trigger that gets their father to stop smoking. Because what's happening is they're tapping into the emotional component, how you feel about the outcome. So when the outcome seems too far off on and distant when you're trying to stop smoking and you can't hang on to that why long enough and you have the cigarettes in front of you and you know that the immediate outcome will be feeling good or at the very least feeling different and sometimes that's exactly why we eat or smoke or or get angry or blame or judge or gossip because just in that moment we need to feel different. Well, you know that by smoking that cigarette, you're going to have a certainty of the outcome. So that really impacts your ability to make a conscious decision about the choice. But seeing that image of his children, the minute he opens up the cigarette box, can suddenly tap into that deeper emotional connection with the value of the outcome. So here's the great news. The great news is you are not slave to your emotions, but you can choose your emotions. You can choose to attach how you really feel to an outcome. And that's why we talk about understanding your why. What we need right now is to leverage happiness in the workplace. If you're a leader or manager struggling with retaining team members and frustrated with the current staffing shortage. Group coaching for your team is your solution. Christina Anrein and I have partnered together to build a 10-week group coaching workshop for your business, focused directly on increasing happiness and positivity in the workplace. How do we do this? We use the awesome systems you already have in place and support your team members directly with tools for a mindset shift for awareness of their individual power to own their own happiness. Learn how to cultivate accountability for happiness in your team members and guide them with the tools to own their empowerment at work. Turning around workplace culture starts with individuals, and Christina and I are here for you. Email me at Taran at if you are ready to make workplace happiness your competitive advantage. The deeper you can get to what it is that you're so emotional about, the deeper you can get in alignment with your true values, the more capable you are of attaching something to an outcome and then following through with ease. That's when they talk about when you love what you do, it never feels like a day of work. That came from the fact that people had been tapping into what they love to do and then attaching it to their work. Let's take, for example, two people walking into the same job in the morning. And one person walks in and thinks, Oh my gosh, every day I talk to the same people. I do the same thing. I get here at the same time. I leave at the same time. It is so monotonous. It is driving me crazy. Second person walks in and thinks, You know what? I'm so grateful that every day I can just rely on a an income for the day, I don't have to worry that my job doesn't exist, I know it's there, is so much certainty and reliability in this job, I'm so grateful that there's one thing I can count on, and that's that every day I'll have certainty of this job, I see the same people, I can rely on the fact that it's predictable, and it's secure. Two different people, same job, but two different perspectives. Because what they've done is the second person has tapped into something that's important to her. For her, certainty and reliability is very valuable. And she's found a way to attach it to her profession. And what's interesting is these two people who walk into their job as the, in the same building, in the same, um, function of their business, and as a leader who now, as a boss of these two people, I see two very different employees, even though they might come in the same time every day and leave the same time every day, the, the second one will be rewarded because of course, more effort, more emotional effort is being put into her work. So of course there's going to be greater a- outcome. And yet we tell ourselves the story. If perhaps the second one got a promotion, we tell ourselves the story, this isn't fair. That person got a promotion. We're doing the same job. Why is she getting paid more money? And the reason why is because the outcome is better when you attach it to your emotional importance. The same is true with dieting. When you can attach it to something emotional for yourself, if it really matters to you, you will be more effective at what you do. Simple. It's so frustrating. (laughs) I know this is so frustrating. When you think you're doing the same thing somebody else is doing, and you miss that intention behind it, you miss the value of how you feel. It is such a special superpower when you can tap into it. And it's one of those things that sometimes we don't give ourselves enough time or attention or intention to figure it out. And it's frustrating because it seems like somebody else has the secret. The secret is he or she has figured out how they feel about something. So how do you do that? How do you figure out how you feel about something? It's funny because we should be able to know how we feel, and I cannot tell you how many people I speak to who say to me, I don't know how I feel. Even my son does this. I'll say, how do you feel about that? I don't know. The value is in figuring out how you feel. It is such an enormous superpower because when you know how you feel about something, you can attach that an outcome and make it valuable enough that you can have anything you want in this world and you won't have to struggle with motivation anymore. But you can't rely on somebody else to tell you that. Here's an example. If I were to tell you every single day, if all you do is meditate for 5 to 10 minutes, you will live a happy life. Guaranteed, I promise it of you. I promise you if you take 10 minutes a day to meditate, you will be happier. Measurably so. That sounds pretty amazing. Who wouldn't do that? That's easy. 10 minutes a day. That's nothing. The cost is so minuscule. And if I'm guaranteeing it of you, that seems like the reward is pretty good. That sounds like a no brainer. I should have no problem with that motivation, especially if it's guaranteed. Ah, here comes the rub you have certain values attached to, number one, my significance. How much you value my opinion, how much you value my expertise, and how much you perceive I know about this. Because day two or three into this process of meditating 10 minutes a day, you might say to yourself, did she really know what she was talking about? Maybe my time is more important than that. Or maybe you start questioning – actually this morning, I know I need to sleep in a little bit longer. Or you start having these old habit patterns of the value of work and forget how important it is to try meditating. Because that's the truth. It really is the truth. It has been shown in study after study and over generations and eons of Eastern philosophy and medicine and religion is if you meditate, 10 minutes a day, you will be happier. The only way that you can find motivation to meditate 10 minutes a day is if you can attach the emotion to the outcome, the reliability of it and the value of it. So three ways to understand how you feel about something. Number one, take the time to ask yourself. That's it. That's simply it. Take the time to find quiet, away from other interruptions, away from other influences, away from other noise and distractions. Take time to be quiet with yourself and ask yourself, how do I really feel about this? Another way, list your values. Sometimes we need to direct ourselves about how we feel about something by reminding ourselves of our top core values. What are your values? What matters to you? You know, I can very easily jump on a new trend. You know, there's the plank, the 30-second plank challenge. I love challenges. I, I, for me, competition can motivate me quite far, believe me. But then there gets to a point where I start losing it a little bit and I need to get back in touch to, does this really matter to me? And does the outcome warrant the effort? So when I list my values, I can start seeing from a more objective standpoint, what outcomes can attach to which values. So in other words, going back to that cigarette smoker, that his value of family is high. His fa- value of being there for his family is high. And that's all the incentive he needs to help him in that moment when the certainty of the nicotine is there. Reminding himself of, once again, that why, the emotional attachment. This, the third way of figuring out how you feel about something is to ask yourself, what do I love? Now, this also takes a heartbeat to just get away from distractions, because often we convince ourselves we love something just because other people do. One of those things is success. We look at other people and we see, oh, they have so many material things. They must be happy. But what we're not seeing is that it's not the things we love. It's the happiness we love. It's not the boat or the house or the car or even the vacations that we're actually after. It's the happiness behind it that we're looking for. So finding out again, what is it that makes you? you light up. Standing on stage, does that make you light up? Well, then use that. Use that emotion to attach it to an outcome that you really want to achieve. And that is how we give ourselves more incentive to understand that the price is worth the promise. It's all about how you feel paying attention to your own feelings matters more than anything. And when we're in this place of constant stress and overwhelm and anxiety and do, 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 go, 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 we don't take the time to check in with ourselves. And this is the power of it. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the Business of Happiness podcast. This is my why. This is what I love to do because I believe so much in it. I believe that bringing this incredible resource of finding your own happiness and tapping into how you feel will elevate all of us. And when leaders can feel great about what they do, when leaders can find happiness in their lives, they can lead others to do the same. That's why I am so passionate about bringing this important information to business owners and leaders of their team, because we can share this with more and more people. And if some of what I talk about in the podcast can affect and impact your day positively, I know the power you can have to impact others in a positive light as well. So have a spectacular day, my friends. It is always an honor and an absolute humbling experience to be able to speak to you in this way. And thank you so much for honoring me and supporting me and listening to these episodes. Please reach out anytime if I can be of any support to you. And remember, today is going to be a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Business of Happiness podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if you know of a colleague who could benefit from this perspective, empower their day, and share this episode with them. Or check out more episodes on thebizofhappiness.com. I look forward to discussing happiness in business and in life with you further again next episode. And until then, remember, today is going to be a great day.